amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Gina Farrar. Welcome to the Feminine Roadmap Podcast, a global community of women in midlife. We gather here weekly over a cup of something wonderful for real talk, life-changing strategies, and a big dose of sisterhood. Now, please sit back and enjoy. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, Feminine Roadmappers. Welcome back to Feminine Roadmap Podcast, the podcast that helps you navigate the challenges and the changes of midlife and inspires you to live a more vibrant second half. Today, if you find us on YouTube, please don't forget to ring that bell so you don't miss any more conversations. And if you are on a podcast platform, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and share this conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about fitness, but we are going to turn it on its head. My guest today, her mission is to change how and why we exercise. She wants to focus on why we move our bodies, how we move our bodies to feel good, have energy, connect with our body. And she wants to break down that toxic culture around fitness and the narratives that don't really serve us. So today I'm going to be talking to Katie Bramlett. She is the co-founder of WeShape. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
It's my pleasure. Why don't you give my audience a little background as to why this is your mission and your message and what We Shape is all about? Well, it actually started long before We Shape. Uh, my co-founder and I used to run a digital fitness company. So we sold digital products like cookbooks and diets and how to get a six pack. And I often share that from the outside in, my life looked really great. I had met a lot of milestones that society told me I should meet. Uh, our company was scaling. We had made the Inc. 500 three times. Like really everything was sort of set in terms of what I thought I wanted my life to be. But to be honest with you, there was something inside that just said, no, this is not the way. And it was really hard to turn the dial up on that voice because I was getting so much external validation for the success and the thing that we were, we were helping people, right? We're helping people get healthy. And I just was like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't sit with it. I can't get settled in it. So I just started to dissect why, what's going on here. And so fast forward the tape, I was like, oh, I was asleep at the wheel. I was promoting something that maybe actually wasn't helping people and maybe wasn't what was best for for us as as a culture. And once we started to peel back those layers, um, everything changed. And we ended up shutting that company down. At the same time, my co-founder was really starting to, I was like getting fed up with the philosophical mission side and he was getting fed up with the product side. Like the products that we're offering are good, but like we need a product that can meet people where they're at and we need a product that's rooted in exercise science and movement so that people can have a sustainable exercise program for the long haul. Like no one's going to ride an exercise bike for 40 years. That doesn't actually really help us for the long haul. Um, and so how do we create a product? So we both kind of like we're going through this transformation at the same time in different ways. And we navigated all of the clunkiness to finally close down the other company, come together. And we did have to go through a period of like, wait, I want to go this way and you want to go that way. And I'm like, oh, actually, they go together. And so with that was the birth of WeShape. So we we spent a couple years building our technology-driven product that's at home, extremely customizable workouts that are rooted in movement. People can adjust the movements in real time to meet their mm -hmm. needs. And um, we started dissecting some of this toxic culture. So yeah, it was, it was, it's been a journey, but we finally landed on the same page and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. So what would have been the different, the, what's the main difference between what you used to do and what you do now? So we used to sell people weight loss, which is really rooted in like fear of not fitting in, fear of not getting love, fear of not being accepted. Uh, fear of if I don't meet this particular body type, I will be rejected. Mm -hmm. um, we used to sell like, like do this for 30 days and then you could get a, you could get abs. And I'm like, why do we want abs? Like there, it was just so surface level. It was just so like contributing to the problem. We mm -hmm. didn't know it at the time. So I did go through a, a huge period of like shame and guilt and like, oh no, what have I done? I was like, well, you didn't know <laughs> you did what you thought you knew at the time. And then you knew better. And then you did better. Mm -hmm. um, what we do now is we're, we're like, okay, what does your body need? Oh, you have a, a hurt shoulder, you have a hurt knee, you have, uh, or you have a movement pattern that's going to turn into an injury. And we do at home body weight exercises that are like we like behind the scenes. It's very complicated. We have thousands of movement files, but for the for the customer, it's pretty easy. They just push play, and the the program design is made for their body. So we're trying to get people to move better in their body, right? And uh, 
the moving better makes you actually feel better. So we're like shifting the entire intention as to why we're doing something. We're not really here to get a six pack out. Like mm. we're not really here to focus on weight loss. Some people come to us, use our product, and sometimes they lose weight, but that's not like why we're here. Like, great, if that's what you want, that's a side effect, wonderful. But we're not going to put all of our energy and attention onto it because what does it really do anyway? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? I mean, we, it doesn't really serve us. In fact, in our old company, we really used to talk about body transformation. And we had thousands of people have body transformations. And guess what? They were all still miserable. So it's like this idea of if we do this, then this, it, it it's fake. It's not even real. And I intentionally even have people on our podcast that are like ex-fitness models, bikini model, all these. And they, at the peak of their quote unquote, you know, success or what we think would, would bring like happiness, they literally all say the same thing. I was miserable. My, my mental state was in the garbage. I had no social life. Like they were miserable. And so I'm trying to expose this idea that like what we think will make us happy. Oh, that number will make me feel good about myself is actually false. Mm -hmm. And if you get it, it's only short lived. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like a vastly different world that we've opened our company up to. Mm. That's really interesting because I think the general conversation in the world is really rooted in that, isn't it? Like, this is what is valuable. This is what makes you valuable. And mm-hmm. if you don't look and feel this way or appear to the world this way, then somehow you're deficient. Mm. Yeah, you know, about three years ago, I worked with this therapist too. I had been working with this other therapist for a long time and she was really great. She really spoke to my analytical data-driven mind. And I came to a point in my work with her where I was like, I need to find someone who makes me a little bit more uncomfortable. So I found this other therapist. She made me really uncomfortable. She really wanted to like acknowledge my inner child and like hold a lot of (laughs) space for me and cry for me. And I was like, oh, okay, I have to go here because I feel discomfort. And I'll never forget, like after working with her for a few months, she came to me and she said, I just want to acknowledge something because I'm not sure you know this. And I was like, okay, what? She said, you know that you're valuable and worthy without doing anything, right? Like you don't have to be a good mom. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to have a successful business. You don't have to have achievement. You don't have to be efficient. You don't, you don't have to do anything. And you just, your existence as a human being validates that you're worthy. And I was like, come again. (laughs) I didn't quite get it, but that was because I was just living in a system that told me something so different that I had to start to learn what that, what that meant. Mm-hmm. It's a paradigm shift, really. Huge, huge, but it's so valuable. And so if we can get people, a lot of people come in and they're like, okay, I want my at-home workout. Great. I super customizable. This is what I need. It's like, you know, a great alternative to a personal trainer. Um, that's more affordable. And then I go and surprise, <laughs> we're going to actually also help you think about your body and connect with your body and care for yourself in a very different way. Mm. It's something different to what you're talking about. It's almost like you're disembodied, right? You're you're over here treating your body as something that needs to be look a certain way. Or fixed. Yes, right, like it's broken. So you have this distance between you and your body. And it sounds like what you're doing is you're you're actually connecting those dots for people so that they're they're much more connected and enjoying the process 
of what they're going through because it has a greater purpose than just, quote, looking good, losing that 10 pounds for your reunion or whatever it is we as women will tend to do. Absolutely. Do you guys get involved with the, with the food side of it as well? Do you have nutrition advice and that sort of thing? Well, I mean, it is inevitable in some ways, right? That like when you're, when you have an exercise product or a movement product, people always want to talk about diet. So we do not do any diets. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're a bit anti-diet over here. Um, we, we respect people who feel like that's the path for them, right? I think the premise of our community and our brand is really non-judgment, mm-hmm. like really like offering self-kindness and self-acceptance for ourselves and for one another. Uh, But we do have like educational resources and I do bring, uh, you know, various experts on our podcast to shed light into a lot of the food stuff. But no, we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't prescribe it. It's it's even funny on the exercise side. People will come in and say, well, how many days a week should I work out? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know your body. Like, what do you think your body needs? (laughs) And people are just like dumbfounded by that. And my co-founder is like, just give them an answer. (laughs) I don't, I'm not their body. Like, a couple days. I don't know. Right. It's like, it's like I have lived personally in my life up until a couple years ago where like my, my head was attached to my body, but there was no communication happening between those two things. It was like, my mm. mind was in the driver's seat. My body was just having to, they were, it was trying so hard. I'm tired. Don't do that. Why are you doing this to me? And it was like, sorry, the the external dial is so loud. I can't listen to you. And so mm-hmm. what we're really trying to do is bring people back to that space of like, how do we turn up that internal dial of self that that helps you create that path? So it's a long way to answer, but no, we, we don't prescribe diets. I just try to provide educational resources for different perspectives that we can have about our relationship with food. Mm-hmm. So it, again, not diet, it's nutrition, number one. It's fuel for the body that you're getting to know again, or maybe for the first time, I think for some people, this is a relationship maybe they've never had of listening to their body. Many times. And so we, you know, I do have a lot of like you would call intuitive eating experts come on. I think what it really is, though, is like learning how to create neutrality and non-judgment around food. I think that's a really Mm. difficult thing, right? It's like, And we all do it, myself included. Like when I look back on myself three years ago, I was like, oh my God, the amount of restrictions that I had on on myself was just disordered eating is what it was. It was like, that is just not a way to live. So approaching food from a different perspective around like food is food, right? Like some foods that we consider good and healthy, like I love the example of broccoli because it's like, okay, that might work for you, but what if that gives me a stomach ache? Right. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, what is what is the label for that? Is that good still? So thinking about food from a more neutral perspective and thinking about food from like, how do I connect with that food in a different way? And then when I do go out with a friend or go out to dinner or have the uh, have make a cake at home or whatever it is, how do I then also create non-judgment around that and keep the neutrality around those foods as well? Right. Like I enjoyed that. Maybe I take information from it. Oh, I had three slices of that and I felt nauseous for two hours. Okay, I didn't like that feeling, but I'm not making an adjustment based on a judgment. Mm -hmm. I'm making an adjustment based off an observation of a communication that my body is giving me. And those are very different intentions. It's interesting to actually pay attention to how you feel after you eat certain things. It's interesting because your body is telling you, but, but something, Katie, that I think is maybe 
not recognized is if we have been living unhealthy in our thoughts, unhealthy in our food habits, unhealthy in our movement patterns, it takes a while to build that relationship with your body and with your mind and with your food in a healthy way. In other words, somebody feeling their body and being in tune with their body is a practice at first. Because mm-hmm. I we I was talking to someone about, you know, if you're doing something, it could be food, it could be exercise, and your body gets attuned to that level of diet and nutrition, or it gets used to that kind of fitness, and you you're used to not feeling good, right? You're you're kind of this is normal when actually you're you would say, well, that's actually not normal. It might be common, but it's not normal. And so how would you encourage someone who has never learned to listen to their body? What do they look out for and how do they begin to shift their attention? Like you said, from that disembodied like head and body are two separate entities and beginning to create that relationship so that they're more whole in the way they approach these things. I would say curiosity is the first step. And sometimes it's really the only, like, I always talk about this concept of cracking the door to curiosity. You don't have to swing it right open and change your beliefs overnight. (laughs) But if you can crack it, sometimes it's enough for just a little bit of that light to come in. And, And then when you kind of see things a little bit differently from that, from that, that just that peak of light coming in, it's often enough momentum to, to just have things unfold. And I'll speak to an example of like, I used to be super restrictive. I used to only eat certain things, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, my, my body liked it, right? We, we could argue that my body did like that. However, I was suffering emotionally mm. and energetically, and I had no idea that I was. So I might have had good digest- digestion and energy and and no real health problems, but I was suffering in a different way that we can't measure, but does have an impact. Like energetically, I was deeply suffering. But when I cracked that door to curiosity and said, I wonder if what I'm doing is really serving me. I wonder if I should base this more just than just on how my digestion works. <laughs> and I started going, oh my God, look at how much time, look at how much energy, look at how much of your life you're giving to this. And as a result, you have to give up all these other things because you're only one person with so much time and energy in the day. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was that cracking that door. And for instance, I'm in the middle of listening to a book called Food Isn't Medicine. That book, if someone would have given me that book three years ago, I would have gone off on 20 different scientific resources as to why that's not true. Just that title alone without even, I wouldn't have even considered reading that book. That doesn't, that doesn't validate my narrative. (laughs) And, but because I was able to crack that door to curiosity and get curious about, I think this is serving me, but let me just double check. I went down a completely different path. Mm. And what was the concept of that particular book? Um, I haven't finished it. Uh, I'm in the middle of it, but it's just sort of like, there's a lot of misconceptions around it's like we, we, mm, the premise is that we attribute weight loss to a certain weight being healthy, but there are a million other factors that contribute to someone feeling healthy in their body and weight is not the, the number one. Mm. That's an, that's a great conversation, isn't it? As women, we have really, and even myself being perimenopausal and having gone through quite a bit and it was all happening before the quarantine, during the quarantine, taking care of my mother-in-law, her body failing, and all of these 
stress-induced types of things. And I think that's a conversation around there are seasons that our bodies go through. Mm -hmm. And what might work for 20, 30 years, in my case, I didn't change anything, but my body definitely did. My weight changed for the first time in my life other than pregnancy. And it's like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And I think if our heads aren't on straight, it's really disruptive, like to your point, mentally and emotionally, psychologically, when we are identified by that sort of thing, like our body looking a certain way. And I'm definitely one that growing up, there was a lot of, a lot of attention on how I looked. I happened to be slim but I didn't necessarily like the attention. And so it became a little dysmorphic for me. Mm. And so I think that when we're so strongly identified with this physical casement that we have, Mm. we get lost in who we are is what I hear you saying. There's that who I am, not Mm -hmm. how I look that really drives that mental and emotional and physical health. Am I right? Yeah. And think about it this way too. It's like, if I identify my worth with how I receive validation for that, for my Mm -hmm. body or for my looks, then I'm going to continue to cling to that narrative even more. And that is a scary, slippery slope because we don't, I mean, we're all going to age and we're all going to get older. And so I want to warn people of that because that is a really, like I said, slippery slope to get your entire identity wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. And I think about just the concept of that's not really your true self anyway. And if we can start to go back to what does that internal dial of self really want, really need, really say, then that can start to reflect on the outside. So like my old narrative was really wrapped in eat this way and do this and get this successful business and do this thing. So my external narrative that was validating that matched. I had to go through a transition where that external narrative had to switch because it's not healthy for me to be in this position inside going, oh, I don't like it. And then like still participating in that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that is a very uh, intense transition sometimes. I lost some friends. Uh, I, you know, I definitely don't consume the same content that I used to. Like it was a transition, but I think that if we can, we can stand strong in that internal self, Mm-hmm. I think that that is how we can kind of pave our path through it because, and, and it does take practice to turn that dial up, right? We're, we're, that dial's almost talked out of us as we, as we get, as we grow up. But if, I feel like if we can stay grounded in that, and I do feel grateful for that throughout my whole experience, even though I was getting so much validation from the outside about my business and about this and about that, that internal voice was like, no, no, no. And I was like, why, <laughs> why? But getting curious allowed me to say, oh, that's why you didn't feel okay about that. And that's okay. You can go on this path now. But staying true to self is, it sounds sort of like silly and cliche, but it it really, to me, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the existential part of it is, I think for some women, it's knowing who they actually are. They need to be curious about who they actually are and what they actually value versus the dialogue that's in their head. Like, do I even agree with this? Well, because people who identify as female are often placed into roles without being asked if they wanted to be there in the first place. 
right? So, I mean, I'm sure many people can, can sit in that and go, did I want that? Did I like that? Who am I? <laughs> I think that um, it's, it's, you know, the culture that we live in, unfortunately, has put a lot of those expectations and roles on women. And I think it is okay to say, you know what, even though I lived that way for 50 years or 60, it's okay for me to stop and do a check-in and really start dissecting. Was that the path I really wanted to be? I, I just don't believe it's ever too late to do that. Mm-hmm. I will say that it can be hard for people who are in your life when you do that, but doesn't mean it's not a reason to still do it. Yeah, that's definitely a midlife journey for a lot of people. Have You know, I'm in my sixth year of this podcast and I've talked to hundreds of people. And the reality is that we do have seasons of life where those roles have a place mm-hmm. and they make sense for certain seasons of our lives. And there's nothing bad or wrong about a lot of the roles that we play. No, the, the, yeah. the problem is, to your point, we reach a point in our lives where it does need to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. Does this serve me? Is this something I want to continue to do? Something I want to continue to be? Because we change. Our our situations and circumstances change. You know, growth is... To your point, sometimes the cost of growth is the people around you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That and- is one of the hardest things for sure. I would say that. Mm-hmm. I've had to mourn some people that have, you know, we've had to part ways. And that is that is really hard. And um, I will say, though, that the other side of that, like nothing has ever felt as good to me as like following that voice inside and and having that inner sense of knowing and strengthening that voice. Nothing feels the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels the same after that. Mm-hmm. And you just practice that and you just build the reps. And I'm nowhere near that voice being turned up all the way. I think that's actually a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. But you know the feeling when that feels right. We all know that embodied feeling of, ooh, that feels right. And mm-hmm. then what we do is we get back in our head and we go, but this and that, but this and that, I can't do that. <laughs> right? Yes. And one of the things I'll share that I did, honestly, I think the thing that actually really started me on this is I started working with an energy worker who did nervous system work. Because I didn't even feel safe to have that thought. Like, are you, are, are mm-hmm. like, I didn't even, my body didn't even feel safe to be like, do you like that? Do you not like that? <laughs> like, like I, I didn't even feel safe enough to do that in my own nervous mm-hmm. system. So I, I don't know if you've ever heard of network spinal analysis. No. Mm-mm. It's a, it's like a form of chiropractic, but they don't do any manual adjustments. I feel like it's nervous system work. It like works on regulating and grounding and making your nervous system feel safe so that you can be the true expression of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think we're unaware that we're making these decisions in our life and, and participating in behaviors out of safety. And no one can get curious if they don't feel safe. <laughs> true, true. So I think that was honestly the very, very, very first step for me was like, how do I get safe in this nervous system? How do, and it doesn't have to be network final analysis. I was just, I had recognized that I was really wound up and I didn't even feel safe to ask myself certain questions. And I needed to figure out a way to get that safety before I could really go down that path. Mm-hmm. It's like the nervous system was dysregulated. It was set oh, to the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah super dysregulated. And it was like, oh, I'm doing that. And then now I can look back and go, oh, you did that out of fear. Oh, -hmm. you did that out of conditioning. Oh, you did that out of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. I can kind of look back and see a lot of my life's decisions. None of them were like, oh, you did that out of like safety and security and intuition. (laughs) Um, Some things, it wasn't like, it's not black and white, but a Mm -hmm. lot of things were like, 
fear, anxiety, conditioning. It, that's not that's not your true self. That's dysregulation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing about growth is because growth is uncomfortable for us when we face these things and we question these things that causes discomfort for other people. Oh, and I yeah. think that's where those relationships begin to break down because we've really disrupted not just our own life, but it's like dropping a pebble in water. There's ripples that go out and it it disrupts other people's <laughs> nervous systems too, you know, and, and maybe, maybe that ripple will um, move them in that curiosity direction. But I think as we approach a shift in our mindset, to your point, it takes time to turn up that dial. And it is a lifelong journey. It's not a one and done. We will find ourselves in situations and in relationships that will maybe woo us back to that place to fit in or to feel comfortable or 100%. Yeah. That's being a human being. Like I find mm -hmm. myself all the time going, Oh, you did that yesterday. Oh, okay. That didn't come from intuition. That came from anxiety, right? I, I, that's what I mean is I don't know that it ever goes away. Right. But if people can come to We Shape and like learn how to connect with their body in a new way, I'm hoping to just crack that door to curiosity. Like mm -hmm. that, that's really what we're trying to do here is like, okay, come for the workout and let's also talk about some of these other things. And we hope that the workout facilitates a new connection with your body that you haven't had before. And then that can maybe open the door to, you know, figuring out if that connection with self is as as aligned as somebody wants. It's really only everybody's decision mm -hmm. how what what alignment to what degree of that alignment they want. And speaking more to what you said about the people getting uncomfortable in our life, I mean, I like to use this analogy of like, okay, like let's say you and I are best friends, and for twenty years we've done this tango dance together, and then I've discovered this thing about myself or these things about myself, and I'm I'm learning about myself in a way I haven't learned, and I'm realizing that I actually kind of like the waltz, like. That fits me. That suits me better. That feels more true to who I am. It's like you as my friend get to say, oh, my God, can you teach me that dance that I've never seen a dance like that? Mm -hmm. Or you're stepping all over my feet. I don't like this. And I got to go. Mm -hmm. And and that can be painful. But it doesn't mean I'm not supposed to be doing the waltz. Mm -hmm. It's not a message to not stay true to you. It's just a message that that person's on a different path and they're not ready for that dance. And that's OK. Yeah. I think that was a profound statement, you know, just because someone else doesn't approve of the path you're on doesn't mean that you're on the wrong journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a maturing process in our emotional state. Oh, absolutely. I still sometimes I'm like, oh, why do I care what that person said? Why do I? I'm like, oh, fear, anxiety, conditioning. I want validation. I want to know I'm worth it. Right. But mm -hmm. I think if we practice that inner knowing, that inner trust, that and we continue just to stay curious, we could continue to cultivate a community of people around us. This is why I actually incorporated. So we launched our product. And then I was like, we have to launch a community element to our product because I can't ask people to like just, you know, throw away toxic weight loss culture and not worry about that. Like that they're like, what? What what are you doing? I'm right. like, oh, we need people to support each other during this journey because mm -hmm. they're going to come hear our message and 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 do a workout with us and connect with their body in a new way. And then they're going to go back into the, the world and they're going to be like, take the, do this diet and you only valuable if you lose 20 pounds before your thing. It's like, OK, we got to we got to offer community support. So we actually do have daily Zoom calls where we all get together. 
we talk about like, you know, our journey in wellness and dissecting some of these messages and the challenges that come with that. So I I, I really want to emphasize how important finding your community is. It's okay if you don't want to do the salsa anymore. It's okay if you're going to do the waltz now. There are plenty of people in this world who are also doing that same dance. Mm. Mm. I think we find new parts of ourselves too when we make these oh, changes. That you didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, fitness does really change for me. I've learned through different guests is your body's changing. And this is something to think about. Where is your state of being in this moment? What mm-hmm. is your, you know, like where are your hormones at? Mm-hmm. What's happening in your life? Where's your cortisol level? Like, are you in a, like taking care of my mother-in-law? That was there were a lot of reasons that that season of two and a half years was very stressful. There were times mm-hmm. when it probably wasn't, but the overall impact was really um, strong. So I think like anything, there's a journey of awareness of figuring out the whole picture of what we're experiencing and why we're experiencing it and how we're engaging with that element of our lives. And I think body movement is a way to move emotions through the body mm-hmm. to move the cortisol out. Like it can literally be movement of the body. If it, let's take exercise out of the conversation as, and I'm just saying, thinking about it differently. Okay. Is it exercise? It could be, but how about using our bodies and partnering with ourselves to move these things through so that they don't get stuck inside of us. You know, using it in that way, movement is really powerful as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, we're a culture that's fixated on exercise and lose weight. And I'm like, but what about all the other things that movement does? Like I, the other day I worked out with a friend and then I was like, oh my God, I have double the energy that I did yesterday. I'm like, I wonder why, like it, it, we're just so, it's like, we, we don't even think about those things, right? Like, oh, my anxiety seems down. Oh, I was really processing some grief and that helped me process that grief. Like we don't, there's like a million other things that movement does for us. And our culture is stuck on the, like, well, what does the scale say? I, it just, I eventually, I actually got rid of all the scales in my house. I recycled them. I was like, they're not even allowed in here. I'm not going to have two daughters growing up in a home where we're looking at that number and finding meaning and value behind it. I just couldn't do it anymore. And, um, but yeah, the amount, the benefits of movement, and that's why we, we developed the product that we did because what I do today for movement might be, need to be different tomorrow. Like maybe I don't sleep Mm -hmm. well tonight. Maybe I'm like feeling more anxious tomorrow. Like I don't know. And so our product allows this interactive piece where you can say, oh, scale that movement down. And we're, we're coming in saying the opposite of what most of us have heard, which is, you know, a lot of the products out there, like, you know, push through and no pain, no gain. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen to your body. You didn't sleep. You shouldn't be doing an intense workout to keep it more mellow, scale down. (laughs) And so we're trying to get people to like, even just view exercise and movement in a very different way. It's we, we, we're not going to like do one, one exercise program for the rest of our lives. Like that, that's not how it works. It's like maybe for two months, my back's been bothering me and I'm, I'm doing a lot of like really mindful movement. And, and maybe this other season I have a lot of anxiety. So I'm actually needing to work my body a little harder just to kind of move some of that anxiety through. But there's no prescription. That's why when people come in and they say, what do I, what do I do? I mean, I will sometimes be like, you know, 
if people say, I haven't worked out in years and I really want to, I will sometimes say, well, start with one day a week. Don't, because, you know, then people do the thing where they do seven days and then they get burnt out. I'm like, no, don't do that. Maybe start with one day. But it, this is not about, we're not robots. We're not, we're, we're humans. We're human beings. We need to like understand that it's complicated and layered and what may work for one person doesn't work for another. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, also the root of our of our product is is meeting people where their body needs and what your body needs today may be different than what it needs in a week or a month and that's okay it's mm-hmm. exact that's the point that that that's being a human being yeah and that's that's really wise information and wise advice to recognize that what your body has needed or has worked can change yeah and and I think that's important to my point about like perimenopause. One of the things that I've learned is you have a body style and the time of day and the type of exercise really impacts the body we're dealing with cortisol is now the motivation, yeah, in our bodies. like how do we navigate the cortisol? Well, if you do this kind of workout and you do it in the morning and it's not your body style, you raise your cortisol. You've put stress on your body. And so I think the idea that exercise is not just running and lifting heavy weights and, you know, grinding is such a healthy and helpful way to make a shift in our thinking. It's like, what is exercise specifically? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're saying, movement over exercise. I'm not saying you're going to come to us and not get a good workout. We can give you any kind of workout you want. In fact, when our head trainer was filming all the videos, I felt really bad for him the the last couple of days. So I'm not, sometimes people come in like, it's going to be too easy. I'm like, it's actually going to be whatever your body needs. So we can take someone who's coming from a physical therapy office all the way to, to a professional athlete. Don't worry so much about that. Let's try to tap in and see what your body needs today. And it, and it was reminding me, like I was actually had dinner with a friend last night and she was like, you know, a couple months ago, I, for whatever reason, wanted to do a half marathon. So I started running and I was like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. And then she was like, and then two weeks into this training program, I was doing my hip hurt. And I said, oh, what did you do? She goes, I said, I'm not doing that anymore. And I said, you know what? That is incredible. Because if the, the way that our culture supports that narrative is had you pushed through and you did it and you're in pain and you were miserable, but everyone would have been like, nice job pushing through. You know, I'm like, I'm actually want to like really acknowledge and give you validation and listening to your body and stopping because your body did not like that. You were getting hurt. And, 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 and that's what I'm trying to say. Like we we were, we're, we're made to believe in this fitness culture that just pushing through and doing that's that your body might not want that. Now that's Mm. very different than throw the baby out with the bathwater and never move. I'm like, I do believe the human body needs movement. Yeah. Absolutely. And I have really been trying to tap in specifically lately with myself. Like when I go, oh, my body doesn't feel like doing that workout. I go, okay, does it not, does it not want to do it? Or does it just want to like do something that's a little bit easier and needs more rest, like recovery? Mm -hmm. And and that's a fine line too, right? Because (laughs) our brain can, people can also go the other direction. So I'm like, we got to get in tune with the, with knowing ourselves and knowing when I'm like, oh yeah, my body's saying it doesn't want that. But it actually needs that because I have a lot of anxious energy in my body right now. So I need to, I need to listen to that anxious energy, right? It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. layered. It's complicated. There's, and this is why when people come and they want the prescription, I'm like, I can't give you the prescription. I can, I can offer you support. I can, 
I can connect you with community members who have dealt with the same thing. We can talk about our experiences, but it's not my job Mm -hmm. to say, this is the diet you should be on. And this is the thing you should do. And I I just want to provide the tools and the resources and the support to do what you think is best for you. Mm -hmm. And I love how you pointed out earlier that it's not like one prescription for the rest of your life. It could be, you know, there's those people who run, they love to run, running is their jam and they've done it for 40 years or whatever. But it's the idea of, you know, broadening our perspective on what movement feels good and maybe trying something different, maybe something that doesn't, isn't as measurable because, you know, when you're doing reps, you can count them. Yeah. You're doing steps, you can count them. Yeah. But like if you're doing... Well, and yoga, you can do it by the progress that you make. But sometimes something like just moving your body to music. Absolutely. is a great way to move your body, but you can't measure that sort of (laughs) thing. And I think we're used to metrics as a way of knowing that we've, quote, done a good job. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't do like the badges and the rewards and uh, we don't do that here. We we have a monthly feel good score where we check in to see how was your sleep? How's your self-confidence? How much energy do you have? Are you in pain? And we we kind of look at those things. It is funny. Like I'm constantly doing this delicate balance in product with like people wanting certain things and me kind of having a philosophical stance on like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, people want to look at something on their dashboard. You can, you can let us know how you're feeling in your body this month, but I'm not really here to like have confetti go off when you did your hundredth workout in a short, it's like, I, 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 this is not the purpose of this product. The purpose mm-hmm. of this product is for you to move and feel good in your body. And not to, you know, that alone says why I can't do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a gentle, it's a gentle mentorship sort of, Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm accepting of whatever anybody needs Mm -hmm. and whatever path I I am. I'm like, you're at that part of your path. Great. I'm going to offer this. Right. I'm going to offer this. And, and, you know, I do wake up every day and I, I thank the greater forces out there for the uh, for providing for We Shape because it has been a struggle to to be in a startup environment and to uh, go against the grain, right? Like when you go to an investor and you're like, "Well, we're not focusing on weight loss and we're not promising anything with their body." They're like, "Wait, what? How are you selling that?" <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I first thank the universe for just the opportunity for continuously providing, and then second. I say, bring me people who are ready for We Shape. It's not my job to convince people to unsubscribe from toxic diet and exercise culture. Like, if you're ready, let's do it. Let's go together. Let's be on this path. Let's uncover. Let's connect with ourselves in a way we haven't. But I, I don't, I've discovered that I really don't want to spend my energy and time and life away from my kids here at this company convincing people otherwise. Like, if you're mm-hmm. cracked the door to curiosity and you want to experience a new way, hey, we're here for you. Let, let's Let's talk about it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So if you had to give the listeners, you know, three takeaways, three things you want them to anchor into, what would those be? Uh, Get curious. Things that you think serve you might not actually be serving you. Get community, right? So as you uncover things about yourself that you feel are shifting, find the community who supports that. And it's okay if people don't, like you can keep going on your path, even if other people don't like it. And then um, just from the exercise perspective, like focus on how your body moves, focus on how your body feels. And, and it's okay to unsubscribe from all of the messages around you need 
to be this way in order to feel worthy and validated. It's simply not true. Mm. Fantastic. Well, Katie, how can people find you and WeShape? Uh, they can actually have a special link for your listeners. If they want to give WeShape a try uh, for free for two weeks, they can go to WeShape.com forward slash feminine roadmap for their two week free trial. We're on all social platforms. We have two social handles. You can find us at WeShape which is all movement related content. And then we have at we shape podcast, which is all content around this toxic diet and exercise culture that we're, we've been speaking about today. Fantastic. Well, Katie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show today and to share your passion around helping people become more healthy in their relationship with themselves. And it, it's all around that acceptance, that grace, that kindness, that, um, really being truly content and happy in the state that we're in. And I really appreciate you bringing that gentleness and that encouragement that if you are ready to have this, that there you are offering something that's going to not make them feel bad. It's going to make them yeah. feel good and right in their body. So thank you so much for stepping out, going against the grain and creating something that is going to help people become more whole as a mind, body, and a spirit, not just a number on the scale. Thank you so much, Gina. I really appreciate the opportunity. Fantastic. Friends, today, if you find us on YouTube, you can just look down below. I will have the links there for you. If you happen to be driving, you can head to www.feminineroadmap.com forward slash episode 347, and the links will be there. This conversation today is hopefully going to be a springboard for you to investigate how you approach the way that you treat your body when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to movement, and encouraging us as women to change the conversation about how we look and what the value of that is. And I think it's an important ongoing conversation because it's um it's so deeply rooted in who we are to look a certain way, to weigh a certain thing, and this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. So today, the conversation just is to encourage you to step back and evaluate, be curious about whether or not those ideas, those judgments, if you will, are actually serving you anymore. And not even judging that you've lived that way possibly your whole life, but just really saying, what else can I do? And how else can I feel good in this this body? This is carrying us through life. It's carrying our emotions. It's carrying our experiences. It's carrying everything. How can we partner with it, listen to it, love it, and have a healthier, happier, more balanced life and remove ourselves from the things that put that power in other people's hands, like how I look. So friends, we encourage you to tap into We Shape. Like Katie said, we have an offer for you. If you just head to, like I said, down below on YouTube or to episode 347 on feminineroadmap.com, check that out. See if, make that part of the door to curiosity. See if this is something that you're ready for right now to make that shift. I thank you for being with us today, for listening in on this conversation. I do encourage you to share this with your friends because this would be a great way to build a healthier and happier community around ourselves. Thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to sharing more interesting people, important strategies, and empowering conversations with you in the weeks to come. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.